Welcome into the A Train Sports Talk Podcast Monday edition. We have a lot to get to. Schedule has been kind of quirky. So you're going to get a Monday edition of the A Train Sports Talk Podcast. And trust me, I'm literally squeezing this in to get it out to my listening audience, which I've seen has grown by a few more people. So I want to first of all say thank you. Yes, high school football scores and Trust me, it's not as long as it may seem because we're dealing with playoffs. Win in advance, lose, go home. End of season. Thank you for a great season. Somebody has to win, somebody has to lose. Also, we're going to be looking at a little bit of college football. As several fan bases let certain teams know where there will be, where their future home will be. And that wasn't a good thing. So we got all that and more coming up on the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast with your boy, Anthony. Wherever you're listening from, I'm glad you're listening. I'm glad you're strapped in. And I'm glad you are enjoying the ride. So it's the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Let's get this train on the track. This is Tracy, host of the Moonstar Podcast, and you are listening to A-Train. Buckle up, baby, and enjoy the ride. Woo! Welcome back to the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast with your host and conductor of the train, yeah, this is me, Anthony Smith. Glad you're listening. Hope you are enjoying the ride. This train has gone on quite a journey from high school to college. Some NFL, some HBCU. And boy, do we have some HBCU news. Some investigation going on because of a brawl. So let me just go ahead and get this out of the way. Is there ever a good time if you are the visiting team to plant your flag on the home team's midfield logo? I have a theory behind that. Home team. If you don't want that to happen, there's one thing to do. But we will get to that later. We have these quarterfinals or sectional scores to get to you. That's right. It's state football playoff time across the state of Kansas and it's time to get these scores to you once again it is the Monday edition of the A-Train Sports Talk podcast and like I say I am literally squeezing this in because there's a lot to get to and a little time to do it as I've completed one job but I have to get ready for a second job to go to but let's look at the 6A bracket right now as games that were played on Friday Blue Valley Northwest advances by beating Olathe North 56-27. In a close game, Blue Valley West edges out Shawnee Mission Northwest 37-34. The Panthers had a fight on their hand, but they clawed their way to victory by knocking off Lawrence Free State by the score of 27-21. And in that old battle, 
Lawrence, Manhattan. Lawrence doubles up on Manhattan, beating them 44 to 22. And that was 6A. Now we move to 5A. Mill Valley. Boat races Blue Valley Southwest by the score of 35 to 7. Aquinas cruises past DeSoto, 30 to 14. Capen outlasts Wichita Northwest in a game that will probably go down as a classic. Final score, 38-35. Two good friends coaching against each other. One had to lose, one had to win. Congratulations to Coach Weston Sharks in just his second year at the helm at Cape and Mount Carmel. Mays cruises past Hayes by the score of 48-36. That's your scores from 5A. Now we move on to 4A. St. James cruises past KC Piper 31-7. Likewise, Bishop Miage has no problem with Eudora, beating them 21-6. In a low-scoring affair, Bueller gets past Mulvane, blanking them 7-0. Andover Central had no, made no doubt about who was the more dominant team as they boat race Wamego 48-0. Now to 3A. Frontenac cruises past Rock Creek, 42-26. Holton blanks Gerard, 36-0. Andale has no problem with Concordia, beating them 54-14. Southeast of Saline gets past Cheney, 34-26. Correction, 34-28. Now on to 2A. Rossville. Steamrose past Riverton, 56-14. Silver Lake gets past Wellsville, 33-27. And then another closely contested game, Beloit, 32. Hillsboro, 27. Kingman shuts out Thomas Moore Prep by the score of 35-0. Now we move on to 1A. In 1A, Opie. Blanks, Jefferson County North, 28-0. Centralia gets past Linden, 53-22. Inman has no problem with Conway Springs, beating them 26-13. And Sedgwick squeaks out, I mean squeaks out a victory by the hair on their chinny-chin-chin, beating Smith Center, 49-48 in a shootout. Now we go to eight-man Division One in the game. I believe my good friend Matt Fowler was at Canton Galva as they steamroll Sedan, fifty-two to six. Little River gets past Madison, thirty-eight to thirty-two. Meade cruises past Gossel, seventy to twenty. Hill City has no problem with Lacrosse beating them 62-12. to 12. And now we move on to eight-man division two. Axtell steamrolls Waverly, 62-16. to 16. Thunder Ridge has no problem with LeBeau, beating them 52-18. to 18. Dighton 
falls victim to Victoria by the final score of 46 to 28. Wheatland Grinnell blanks South Barber 46 to 0. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to try to pull up the schedule of what's to come. So what I'm going to do right here, I know I just got in, but I'm going to take a quick break. And when I come back, I'm going to have some more updates for you as far as state football playoff, the race toward the trophy. So stay tuned. It's the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Coming back at you in a few minutes. The A-Train Sports Talk Podcast High School Football Report. This portion of the show is sponsored by the Health Connection with three locations to serve you. Two in Wichita at 1701 West Douglas and 3101 North Rock Road, Suite 170. And a third location in Rose Hill, Kansas at 1001 North Rose Hill Road. Stop by the Health Connection and talk to Natalie Greenlee. And tell her the A train sent you. Hey, what's happening? It's Rick Thomas with Running the Table, and you already know you are on board the A train. Hang on for the ride. Welcome back to the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. It's yours truly giving you the high school scores. And now it's time to start looking at these brackets. 6A all the way down to 8-man. Hoping to still reach out to my good friend, Matt Fowler. If not, we'll catch him this weekend. for sure hope. But we got the brackets coming up. That way you'll know who's playing who and where they're playing at. And as you hear this, if you're in those areas, you can go out and check out some good quality high school football in the state of Kansas. Some future D1 prospects, maybe D2, JUCO, future stars getting geared up to play at the next level. 
Then there are some that may be counting down the final days of their last few games. But it's the state football playoffs and pull up these brackets. That way you know who's playing who and where at. And you can get out and check out a game somewhere in your area. A Train Sports Talk Podcast. So let's get this to you. Starting with 6A. 6A bracket. Looking like this. Friday, November the 19th. Can you believe we're that close? And before you know it, we're going to be crowning the champion. This year has gone by quick. On the east side of the bracket. Blue Valley Northwest at 10 and 1 will be taking on Blue Valley West, 7 and 4. And on the western side, you have Derby High School, 10 and 1. This game will be a Derby. If you're in the area, go check out the game. Derby against Lawrence. Pretty sure that's a game that Brandon Clark would definitely want to win. Him being a K-State grad and K-State up there in Manhattan and Lawrence. He hated KU. It's just a Manhattan-Lawrence thing. So let's give this to you again. On the eastern side, you have Blue Valley Northwest against Blue Valley West. That game will be at Blue Valley Northwest. And once again, Derby taking on Lawrence. That game will be at Derby. That's your sixth say. And now we're going to go and pull up 5A. And it is looking like this. Mill Valley, 10 and 1, taking on. St. Thomas Aquinas, and that game will be at Mill Valley. That's on the eastern side of the bracket. Now on the western side, 10-1, Cape and Mount Carmel, taking on 9-2, Mays High School. I'm pretty sure that game is going to be a packed house. It's saying that game will be played at Wichita High School. I'm also hearing conflicting stories that the game may be played at Stryker Field. So hopefully we'll find out before Friday gets here. Wherever the venue is at, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a packed house. So you might want to get there early to get you a good seat and good parking. Cape and Mount Carmel, Mays High School. This is for a right to go on and play for the state title November the 27th. And now we will Click on to the 4A. And by the way, the title game for 5A will be played at Pittsburgh State University, November 27th. 4A. It will be punching their tickets to play at Topeka Hummer Sports Park Football Stadium. That location. Somebody didn't do for those, but I'm going to do it. Moving forward, we'll be at 501 Southwest Tuffy Kellogg Drive in Topeka, Kansas. And this is the 4A bracket. 
you have St. James Academy at 7 and 4, taking on Bishop Meage at 5 and 6, and that game will be played at St. James, but it will be at Blue Valley High School Stadium. That's on the east side of the bracket and coming out of the west side. Yeah, Bueller High School at 10 and 1 going against Andover Central. That game will be at Bueller, and I'm pretty sure, like the Capen Maze game, this game will be packed. So you want to get there early, get you a good parking, and get you a good seat. And this is be for the right to go to the state championship game. Now we move to 3A. On the east side of the bracket, we have Frontenac at 9-2. Going up against Holton High School at 11-0. However, that game will be played at Frontenac. That game time will be at 6 p.m. I'm sure that's going to be a good game. And on the western side of the bracket, you have Andale High School at 11-0. Going against Southeast of Saline or Gibson Southeast of Saline High School at 11 and 0. Battle of two undefeateds. It's one of those games when you look at it, you say you hate to see someone in this game lose. But somebody's going to walk out with their first loss of the season and somebody's going to advance on. This game will be played at Gibson, however. That will be to punch their ticket to the 4A. 3A, excuse me, 3A state championship. And the 3A championship game will be played at Hutchison Community College Gowans Stadium, 600 block of East 11th Avenue in Hutchison, Kansas, 67501. Now we're moving on to the 2A bracket. And the 2A bracket will be played at Salina USD number 305 District Stadium, 650 East Crawford, Salina 67401. And here is your 2A bracket. You have Rossville 11 and 0 taking on 9 and 2 Silver Lake High School. That game will be at Rossville. Winner of that game will take on the winner of Beloit High School at 8-3, taking on Kingman High School at 10-1. The game will be at Beloit. Once again, I cannot stress, get there early. That's 2A. Now we move to 1A. 1A will be played at Fort Hayes State University, Lewis Field, 3rd and Elm in Hayes, Kansas. And let's take a look at this bracket. You have Opie High School, 11-0, running against Centralia High School, 9-2. Centralia is the home team, but will be played on their home field. The winner of that game will be taking on the winner of Inman High School, 11-0 versus Cedric High School, 11-0. And that game will be played at Newton Fisher Field. 
another battle of two undefeated teams. That is 1A. Now we move to eight-man division one. And this is going to be the one that's going to be fun because I'm looking forward to finally getting to see an eight-man game. And this championship game will be played at Newton Fisher Field, one athletic park drive in Newton, Kansas, 67114. So let's see who the participants are. Canton Galva High School, 10 and 1. Going up against Little River at 11 and 0. Game will be played at Little River. And the winner of that game will be taking on the winner between Mead High School at 11 and 0, taking on a 10 and 1. Hill City High School for the right to go to Newton, Kansas, Fisher Field. That's eight-man division one. Now we go look at eight-man division two. And likewise, this game will also be played at Newton, Fisher Field. It will be a double hitter for the state title game. Eight-man division two, and it's shaping up like this. Of course, let me pull the right one up. That would help. There we go. Eight-man division two. You have Axtell High School, 11-0, going up against Kensington Thunder Ridge, 11-0. That game will be at Kensington. And the winner of that game will be Playing the winner of Victoria High School, 10-1, going up against Wheatland Grinnell High School. And that game will be played at Wheatland Grinnell. Wheatland is also 10-1. So there are your brackets for all classifications, 6A all the way to 8-man Division 2. So here's what I'm going to do now. I am going to take a pause for the calls. and. When I come back, I will have some more news for you. So, stay tuned. A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. Your host and conductor of the train, Anthony Smith. Hope you're enjoying the ride. I'm Nick. And I'm Adam. And we're cheering from the cheap seats, and you're listening to the A-Train Sports Podcast. Whoop, whoop. 
welcome back for another quick, short segment as my time is getting close to the end. Whatever else I said I was going to talk about, I can table it until tomorrow for sure. I'll have a little bit more time on my hand. One story I want to get to. As Deion Sanders returned to the sideline, and yes, there was a game. Jackson State versus Southern. Game that turned ugly at the end. I'll talk more about that tomorrow as well, too. But one of the things I want to talk about is the report of TCU being interested in Deion Sanders' service and what Deion had to say. And then after that, we'll put a bow on this show. So let's get on into this story right now. A week after reports surfaced that Deion Sanders was being considered for the TCU job, he addressed it himself. Sanders didn't deny that the FBS school was interested in him, but he made it clear where his priorities lie. Well, TCU is not the only one interested in my interested in my services, Sanders said. Ashley Robinson, Jackson State Athletic Director, is interested in my services and finishing out what I completed. Never believe rumors, especially when I've been in the hospital for darn near a month. So never just go out there and believe what you hear. Drew Davison of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram reported last week that the school was interested in Sanders, who was, in, who was hospitalized at the time. His follow-up reports that TCU, while interested in Sanders, had moved on from him as a candidate to replace Gary Patterson. Patterson stepped down after 21 years earlier this season. Sanders recently posted an Instagram video talking about his experience in the hospital last week. He reiterated that there was way more on his mind than football during his hospital stay following foot surgery. It was on folks' mind, but not our folks, Sanders said. Think about this, man. I'm in a hospital bed fighting in a real fight. You have no idea. On this line, you and you and nobody on this line have no idea what I've gone through. You're just going to assume and guess and analyze this and analyze that. You have no idea. Sanders returned to the sidelines after three weeks away from the team on Saturday as JSU completed a comfort behind 21-17 win to clinch a spot in the SWAC title game. Trust me. TCU and several others are not the only ones interested in what we do here at Jackson State, Sanders said. People are trying to figure out the formula. It ain't no formula. It's loving on these kids, challenging these kids, holding these kids accountable, making sure they maintain themselves to be smart. Let me say that again. Making sure they maintain themselves to be smart, tough, fast, and disciplined. And that's the secret. Not everyone has this recipe. Also, in other news related to HBCU. Grambling State fires coach ahead of the Bayou Classic. Grambling State University has made a huge change in its football program ahead of the Bayou Classic. Roderick Forbes has been relieved of his duties as head coach, according to a release from the school Monday afternoon. Linebackers and special teams coordinator Terrence Graves 
will serve as the interim head coach for the 48th annual Bayou Classic. Grambling State AD Travion Scott explained the decision in a statement. Earlier today, I informed head coach Broderick Pobbs of my decision to make a change in leadership of our football program, Scott said. Broderick Pobbs is one of the finest human beings I have had the pleasure to meet in this industry, and he has been a tremendous role model and mentor to our young men. We appreciate his many years of service to our university and wish both him and his family nothing but the best. Consistent with our values as an institution, he deserves the utmost respect from the Grambling State University Tiger family throughout this transition. A national search for a new head coach will begin immediately, according to the school. Fobbs completes his tenure at Grambling State, one of the most accomplished and respected coaches in the Southwestern Athletic Conference. He guided the Tigers to a 54-32 and overall record, which included two SWAC championships, two Celebration Bowl appearances, and a black college football national championship. In addition, he was a three-time SWAC Coach of the Year. Grambling State is currently 3-7 and with one game to go. Fobbs and GSU finished the spring season 0-4. So there you have the news coming out of Grambling State University. Well, like I said, this is pretty much a short one. I've had a lot to get to and a little time to do it, but time will not allow me to go any farther. But I hope you have enjoyed what I've presented to you. There's so much more I want to give you, but we will table that for another day. Like I said, there's some more college football news to get to. Like I said, there's a couple of fan bases out there. A couple of fan bases that let a couple of teams know where their future lies at. Trust me, it wasn't a compliment. If you want to know more about that, I'll be back tomorrow. Until now, until then, trains pulling to the station. This is your conductor and host of the A-Train Sports Talk Podcast, Anthony Smith. Be blessed. Be blessed.